Boys, a swim run podcast. I'm Chip. I'm Chris. And this is episode 74 of the show. This week, we have the founder of Synergy Wetsuits, Stefan Larson. So get ready to learn about Stefan's fascinating background, his ambitious swim run program at Synergy Wetsuits, and really get a behind the scenes look at all the research and development that went into making their new swimmer wetsuit. So this is week, this week is basically Synergy Week. Synergy week. So you know, we'll talk about it later in the show, but we released a Gear Talk episode where we reviewed their new wetsuit. And uh, yeah, we talked with the founder, which was really interesting to kind of do those things back to back. But yeah, more on that later in the show. Now for training updates. So we are definitely, we're just, we're just a couple of swim runners now, Chris. Our pool <laughs> was closed last week. So it was open water three times last week for us, which. Yeah, it was also, uh, so open water four times and then swim runs. We did swim, three swim sw- runs in a set, in a one week period, and, which, that's a, you know, for and, us, that's good. We should have done it this week because it's a big battle. We should have done it, but but we didn't. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. we did get a lot of swim runs in. And we have Odyssey Swim Run Casco Bay coming up just in two months' time. So now it's time to get some work, sharpen those knives, hashtag LFG. Now, time for shout-outs. Yeah, so this week we're shouting out Adrian Cameron. He rocked a third-place finish at the Captex Triathlon in Austin over the weekend. And he was rocking his low-tide boy shirt on the freaking podium. Nice. So strong work out there, dude. If you guys don't know who Adrian is, by the way, you should check out our addendum to episode 38, which is our Odyssey Swimmer in Austin course preview show. Um, Adrian was out there for a training day, scoped out the course, and just gave us a ton of intel. And we just like, he was this like... solid. Yeah, he was like DMing us and was like, hey, do you want to be on the show real quick? And we'll just like <laughs> record all this. Stuff. And it was awesome. So Adrian, special, you know, special place in our heart and uh, super stoked you're rocking that shirt. That was, yeah, thanks, Adrian, for that. Good on you. Now for this week's Feats of Endurance. This week's winner is Pitt Weiss from the Netherlands. Just casually cycled a cool uh, nearly 200 miles, 193.44, in just over 10 hours. Double yeah. centuries are something that we are familiar with. We have done, some of us have done more than others. Yeah. On this. Well, I made you do one. I, uh, I wouldn't say I begrudgingly volunteered. I think I... Yeah, I was on yeah, board for I th- that. I think you you were intrigued. Yeah, I was I was curious what this sort of level of suffering would look like. Um <laughs> but 10 hours is an incredible feat and they're Pretty never good. it's never easy. When when you're doing anything for 10 hours whether it be cycling, swim running, walking, hiking, 10 hours is a long time so way to get out there pit and make it look easy. Do you want to hear a funny factoid about Pitt's ride? I would love to. So it was basically a double century. He lives in the Netherlands, which is notoriously super flat. Yeah. It's only 600 feet of climbing. Oh my God. <laughs> like when we lived in San Francisco, audience. You couldn't get back to your house. You couldn't get out of your neighborhood without at least doing 300 feet of climbing. Yeah. Wherever you were trying to go, one way or another, you had to go over a hill somewhere. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, is it 600 just stepping on and off the curb over 200 <laughs> miles? That's probably would do it. That probably would do it. So if you're looking for some inspiration in your training life or a place to, to fire off your swim run questions or training questions, make sure you make your way over to the Low Tide Boys Strava Club. You can connect with fellow swim runners there as they train and race all over the world. You give kudos. You receive kudos. It's one big kumbaya swim run kudos fest. So join us over there on the Low Tide Boys Strava Club. 230 plus strong now. Well, I just checked two minutes ago. <laughs> Drum roll. 245. 245 strong. Yeah. We, wow. We, we've gotten a lot of love lately, which we'll talk about in the updates, and I think that's a contributing factor. But, I think uh, you're right. 
I think you're right. But now speaking of a growing number, this week in Storm Run, powered by RaceID.com. Yeah, so lots of Swarmer news to share this week, but we did get some feedback in our DMs that people are enjoying the segment. So, Wonderful. So I'm not going to quit on them just yet, even though they're becoming... Um, I mean, it's great. It's great that there's so much more news to share. Hopefully this won't grow into its own show. So <laughs> anyway, uh, the Bellingham Swim Run hosted by Quest Races and friend of the pod, Brent, Brent Molesbury. That race is definitely happening and it's definitely happening this Sunday, June 6th. You can get all the details on their website and all the links are, are in our show notes. So you can get those there. Um, if you're anywhere in that area, you should definitely go do that race. Do it. Odyssey Swim Run recently released their latest course overview video for Casco Bay. So anyone that's registered or interested in registering for the original Odyssey event, you should definitely check out that video on YouTube. It's really good stuff in there. Um, And uh, yeah, that's also a little bit of foreshadowing for our course preview episode for Casco Bay that's going to be coming out in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. In international news, Swim Run Suman took place over the weekend in Suman, Poland. Um, It's great to see these races coming back. I remember hearing about this race last year when we were doing the show. Um, and it looks like this one was a lot of fun, a lot of mix of terrains. And, um, if you, you should check out their website because their course description infographics are actually one of the coolest that I've seen where it breaks out, it breaks down, um, the swim and run legs longitudinally. So you kind of see like, oh, you're swimming for an inch and then you're running for, you know, an inch and a quarter and then swimming. Anyway, um, it's really cool. Sorry for nerding out on everyone there. Um, Ed, swim run Edmonton, uh, where yours truly won a prize for winning, the, for participating oh, yeah. in their virtual event last year. They're about, they recently announced that this year's event will be non-virtual in person, and it's going to be taking place on July 25th in uh, Terwilliger Park in Edmonton, yeah, Canada. So the race is taking place July 25th in Terwilliger Park in Edmonton, Canada. So registration is open now. So if you're in those parts, you should definitely go check out that race, not just because me and Sandrine won a prize last year. In the category of what of, uh, they did what now? Uh, huh? this, is, this is a new category. A bunch of swim runners from Swim Run uh, Cote d'Azur completed the sixth edition of the Ultra Swim Run of the Maritime Alps. This was a 78K, 67K of running and 11K of swimming coastline swim run from, from, from Le Trayat to Belou Sumer. <laughs> anyway, basically from, from west of Cannes to east of Nice in southern France. Wow. Amazing. It took them it's all a big day, day, obviously. That's a big day right there. Um, speaking of Swim Run uh, Cote d'Azur, their main event is now scheduled for October 24th, and registration is open now. They're offering an 8K, 17K, and 30K distance options, and they actually um, have a really cool refund policy that's worth mentioning where basically all participants will get 100% of the registration fee refunded in case there's any COVID lockdowns that mm. come down the pike. So risk-free to sign up. And if you want to learn more about the Swim Run scene in the south of France, Definitely check out episode 48 with Lorene and Irina uh, from Team Swim Run Mermaids. That was a great episode. Really fun episode. Finally, Anvil Coaching Big Battle has officially begun. Low Tide Boys are in last place. Anyway, so make sure you're following at Anvil Swim Run on Instagram. They're doing daily progress updates, and uh, swim runners can still sign up. So join a team. Don't let FOMO take hold. Sign up at NovelCoaching.net. If you're some super stud swim runner, 
join our team. We could use a ringer, too. We, yeah, we, we have a couple ringers, but the more ringers, the better, I think. Anyway, that's it for this week. Feel free to email us to tip us off of any events or swimmer news that you'd like for us to share on the show. Yes, now for Low Tide Boys updates. So last week, I would say Chris was probably our the pinnacle of uh, excitement for us. It was a big week. It was a big week for us. So it was a big week. I, I, I mean, I don't know it was as great as Chipper being quoted in the New York Times, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, I honestly somehow that didn't bubble to the top as like the most... I don't know why. It's just how it's craziness. There's so much craziness going on. So we were in the in the throes of the Odyssey Swim Run Instagram stories takeover. We were we were lighting it up, to be honest. I mean, I think we posted over 150 stories in might a week. Have been too much. So we might have overdone it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, sorry about that, everybody. But we also released our first short <laughs> film titled Swim Run Confessions. And it features the acting debut of Chris's wife, Susan. Yeah. I thought she did a tremendous job in this reviewer's eyes. So did I. Did a tremendous job. You can find Swim Run Confessions on our Instagram IGTV area. So if you don't wear the IGTV, go to our profile. It's the middle little icon. It looks like a TV with a lightning bolt on it. Yeah. Oh, and the footnote it was on funny. that. If, if, if folks are liking that, let us know because... Uh, my wife and I actually have a couple ideas for other short, ridiculous films. So let us know wow. if uh, you like that content. So if you like, yeah, give us feedback on that. <laughs> so if that wasn't enough for the week, we got the Instagram, we got Swimmer Confessions going. Our friend of the show and guest from episode 28, Adam Skolnick, fellow swim runner as well, he rocked his Low Tide Boys hat on the bi-weekly podcast, Roll On which he co-hosted with the one Rich Roll. Yeah, no big deal. No big deal just on a, that one. Just a huge, uh, you know, inspiration for us as fellow podcasters. Massive and endurance. Everybody looks up to if you're in the endurance world for the most part. Yeah, it was, no big deal. It was literally, we were sleeping and we woke up and Chris and I, we had a, had a swim in the morning. So we were up early, I think, before five o'clock and we looked in the low tide boys email and there was a an email from somebody that said people are hey, letting us know i yeah. saw your hat on the rich roll show and i was like i don't think we've been on the rich roll show before <laughs> and i go and i pull it up and literally the show opens with shout out to the low tide boys and i yeah. was like what universe are we living in right now yeah <laughs> that so this is happening so you know we're big fans of rich and adam and it, it was a, it was a major thrill for us just awesome. to for our tiny show to be mentioned but honestly i think it was even a bigger thrill to see all of our fans be pretty much as super stoked as we were they got a lot of love on yeah. rich's post that he posted on his thing and there was the low tie boys hat right there and just seeing all the yeah like you said all the fans friends friends of the show you listen to one episode you listen to everyone just going in there and commenting and yep. then it was just such a cool experience and on super humbling and we're like super appreciative of of all that but enough of uh enough of that i guess and it was awesome it was it was really cool and we're the hats are flying off the shelf so if you want a an adam skolnick hat <laughs> you better hurry go to lowtideboys.com we should we should store. change the name of it the adam, like skolnick. the adam skolnick okay yeah. we'll do it so are you looking to do an odyssey swimmer race this year well you can join us at three of them Casco, Orcas, and Austin, use the code LOWTIDE15 and you'll save 15% off your registration. So come out and join us at some races, have fun, see the Low Tide boys, save some coin, race an Odyssey race, win, 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 all around there. All the wins. All the wins. (laughs) 
Now, mark your calendars. If you're in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area in California here, we're going to be holding an intro to swim run session and and swim run practice at Aquatic Park, our go-to swim run area in San Francisco, Saturday, June 5th at 7.30 a.m. So Precision Hydration was cool enough to provide some free hydration packets for everybody to check out. And we'll also have some bonus swag that we'll be giving away. So if you're new to Swim Run or you just want to practice with some other people, come out and join us Saturday, June 5th. Yeah. Now, in case you haven't noticed, this week is officially Synergy Week on in the Low Tide Boys land. So check out our latest Gear Talk show where we broke down and review the Synergy Swim Run wetsuit with our good friends, Annie and Brooke from Swim Run Laps. Yeah, the $200. The $200 plus yeah. there's a little discount code Easter egg in there too, so you might want to pay there attention is. if you're looking to get that. There is. One final note. We have been saying we're up in the video content. Well, we haven't been letting you down. Chris had a great idea to produce a couple small videos that are also on our Instagram TV and they will be on our YouTube channel soon enough. One of those is two different pull buoy mounting options. So we have the sort of the simple V mount and then the lasso amount that lasso mount. You almost had it. I almost had it on that one. And then we also a great one that we get a lot is how do you do swim run transitions? So a full step-by-step guide about your swim to your run transition and then how to flip down, flip it and reverse it. From run back to swim. Nice one. So check those out. Those will be on our YouTube channel soon enough, but they're also on our Instagram right now. Now for this week's interview with Stefan Larson. Yeah, so we're just going to go right into this one because there's just a lot of meaty content here, but uh, Stefan was an awesome guest. Like his passion for wetsuits and performance is really only matched by his like deep, deep experience and knowledge in the industry. Like since he was 13, basically, he started building his own wetsuits and became a pro, then ultimately transitioned to making wetsuits full time. We talked about how um, he how Synergy grew to to basically be this award winning company that basically makes Word wetsuits of mouth. for elites. Yeah. yeah. Like they don't spend too much time on marketing. They just build awesome wetsuits. Um, and then we talked about why he chose to enter the swim run space. We talked a lot about the R&D process that they mm-hmm. use for their new entry level suit and also their plans for their elite swim run suit, which I thought was super interesting. And that's not the, we haven't gotten that content before when we've talked with um, wetsuit companies before. Yeah. So it was pretty cool to to, to get that from them. But but yeah, I think that's enough foreshadowing for this. For for uh, I concur. Yeah, and make sure you check out the show notes because the Easter egg that Chipper mentioned in the updates it's also in the show notes, so <gasps> you can just go there for it. So, without further ado, let's dive right in to Synergy Wetsuits founder Stefan Larson. The code is SR Labs twenty five. It's also in the show notes. It's also in the show notes. <laughs> All right. With us today, we have Stefan Larson, who's the founder of Synergy Wetsuits. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. You know, we're really excited to have you. Um, you know, recently we've been, uh, you know, we've been testing out the the new entry level swim run wetsuit that you guys put out, and and we want to talk about that wetsuit. But but we'd love to learn more about you and how you started this company and kind of like how it developed over the years. 
So I grew up in Denmark and uh, my mom's American. My dad was Danish. And um, I was at a summer camp in the States. I was 10 years old and just sucked at every single sport that they presented me with. And my brother was this superstar of a sports guy. And I just decided that uh, I'd had enough and I wanted to be good at something. So from one day to the next, I started training 15 to 20 hours a week, playing badminton and running and biking wow. to uh, be really fit for that. Mm -hmm. And so very quickly at that young age, you know, no other 10 year old is putting that kind of effort in. So you very quickly get good and you rise through the ranks. And then a friend of mine, when I was 13, invited me to do a triathlon. This was back in 1983 when triathlons were just coming about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't swim. I mean, I could swim like slight breaststroke kind of thing. So um, this was an indoor uh, pool swim. And then the, the bike and run was outdoor. And um, I was one of the last to get out of the pool. But then I made it all up on the bike and run and finished third. Nice. And I thought overall, so I thought uh, 13 that uh, maybe I should do another one. And um, a few weeks later, there was an, um, like a, a fairly big one. It was like a half Ironman uh, in my hometown. But I didn't have a wetsuit. And it's in Denmark, the ocean is super cold. So in uh, homeroom at school, we were knitting some scarf. And my teacher had said, if we didn't want to do that, we could make a pair of pants or some whatever we wanted. So I suggested to her, maybe we could make... Uh, a wetsuit because my parents didn't want to fund one. And um, when I had gone to uh, the the store that was selling wetsuits, uh, I knew the guy and I had asked him for a deal and he was kind of snarky about it and said, uh, um, I could buy the rubber and make my own. And so I took him up on that. <laughs> and uh, we made it. one in school. My my teacher there, she was quite a good pattern maker. So we got the pattern pretty, pretty well done. And, um, it worked brilliantly. I, I finished second overall in that race. And then it wow. just kind of went from there where I was trying to augment my swim because I wasn't a naturally good swimmer. And when you start kind of late and you're competing with uh, guys who started swimming when they were four and five, uh, you have a lot to make up. So I started experimenting, making them really uh, thick for buoyancy and super flexible for, for good arm movement and, balancing with different thickness to get your legs up more and just basically getting myself in that pencil position to have a really fast swim. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was 16, I turned pro and wow. basically just tried to uh, seek out wetsuit swims because then I wouldn't lose a lot of time. Right. Right. And, yeah. um, in 96, I finished second in the pro national championships for USTA. And then I, Kind of got late start at um, pursuing the Olympics, but I was doing the ITU circuit. But again, I would only do all the ones that had wetsuits because ITU had become draft legal. So mm -hmm. it had this big influx of Olympic swimmers who kind of wanted to have a second go at the Olympics. Yeah. And they just couldn't quite make it in swimming, but because they didn't have to know how to bike very well, they just had to also be good runners. Um, they could still put in a 17 mile. Uh, 17 minute mile swim mm -hmm. uh, and the, for guys like me you know we had no chance we come back in like the third group and there'd be so much to make up yeah but um if i had a wetsuit i'd come in the second group and i could still make up you know bridge up to the set to the first group on the bike 
but usually you'd be so burned up from from that effort that you didn't have the kind of run you needed to have. Yeah, well, ITU 10Ks are, whew, what, like 30, 35 minutes or something? Those, those Brownlee brothers are, those are speedy. There's some speedy dudes right there. Yeah. yeah. And back, back, back in my day, we were running uh, 33, 32 minutes, and now they're, they're running 30 flat. I mean, it's, oh it's down, you know, how fast it is. But, uh, but that's the short of how I got into it. And then um, when, when I was having good results with my wetsuits, other pros would be asking me about if I could make some for them. And so it became a business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then in the uh, mid-90s, I met a guy who had a, a brand in New Zealand, and he and I formed Orca together. And so uh, at one point, Orca was the biggest wetsuit brand yeah, uh, yeah, of course. in Japan. And then we split ways and uh, it actually, what happened in, in that split was that Syner- I got back to Synergy. I'd already done Synergy back when I was a kid. That was the same name I used. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 2XU was formed out of that split. And uh, funny enough, another brand called Four, which uh, was short for Fuck, up, fuck Off Orca. Um, <laughs> but that was because that, that guy I had a partner with, he was, he was not a good dude. And uh, <laughs> He left a lot of people with uh, some some repentant anger issues, but <laughs> but that's kind of how how we then went into it, um, and um, and then we've just been building uh, synergy uh, from from a product base. Unlike say brands like Roca, that uh, was a marketing company first and then came mm-hmm. up with a product, mm-hmm. um, that has actually been a very successful. Um, way for them to become a, a large brand. Yeah. Uh, we took a different tack where we just wanted it to be based on really high quality, um, you know, elite performing products. And we've never had a, a marketing department. We've um, never paid any athletes to wear our stuff. And yet we've had um, Ironman world champion, uh, Frederick van call us up and ask if he could have our suit and say, uh, you don't have to pay me. You don't have to do anything. I just want to use your suit. I t- tested everybody else's suits and found yours to be the fastest. Yeah. Well, I mean, wow. it sounds like it's not just him. Um, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, right when we got the box in the mail. So thank you so much for sending the suits. Yeah. Well. A lot of accolades, yeah. like fastest overall in the gear lab and Amazon bestseller, best yes. bang for your buck from lava editor's choice. Again, triathlete magazine. I mean, impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, sounds like you know people people are eating what you're cooking yes so but we we basically are a word of mouth kind of brand and we're going to try and change that in the years to come and really get get the word out because i think we've seen i think well, we, we saw some brands that we thought were kind of subpar quality products but uh they had the marketing machine behind it you yeah. know mm-hmm. way that um made them uh, accelerated them in the market and we could see that we were not seeing that kind of acceleration. I mean, we have obviously during COVID and, and we've seen growth every single year, but um, awesome. we want to get it further out there. Well, that's, that's, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's such, I love kind of just the, the genesis of the whole company. It's like you had a need and you, you built something, a product to, to solve that. And, and now people are loving that product and that's how that kind of growth uh, continues. Uh, that's 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 really. I'm curious how how bad was the chafing on that V1 
mock-up when you were in your teens? How about was the, the tape? <laughs> it, uh, it was actually a fantastic suit. Um, <laughs> the only thing I, I did then that I would not do today was I had more zippers like for quick exit. And there was ah. a lot of things I didn't know about materials. And materials have come a long way. I mean, we, we have a, um, I, I, you know, the, the secret to why our suit uh, gets consistently ranked the fastest is that we have this balance between the highest level of buoyancy and the highest level of flexibility. And so when you combine those two in the right way uh, and you're basically able to uh, level the swimmer out as much as possible in the water, mm-hmm. stiffen up the back so that uh, you can eliminate snaking and uh, all the things that most swimmers, even very good swimmers will have some degree of you. It's just hard not to become the fastest because some of these other suits they are if you look at who's behind them, there's rarely a person who's very familiar with um, swimming at, at like a very high level or what the challenges are if you're not a very good swimmer. Yeah. yeah. And I've well, been on both sides of that. I mean, now I'm a decent swimmer, you know, because. Yeah, years and years, a couple, <laughs> yeah, a couple exactly. base miles. You overcome it eventually, like... but it's yeah. hard to close in that last um, I mean, it sounds funny, but you're, you're just trying to close one minute. But if you're one minute behind an Olympic swimmer, you're a really good swimmer, but you're just, there's too much to make up on, this, on the bike. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, I, I, you, it sounds like you got a really good stranglehold on, on the triathlon suit and kind of the, the full, we'll just call them full wetsuits. I don't know technically what, what they're called. I, I'm going to call them full triathlon wetsuits. Um, yes. But I would love to hear kind of your approach. I mean, swim run is a, is a relatively general sport or a generally new, newish sport, especially in the United States. And I would love to kind of hear how, how you approach uh, the new, your, your line of swim run suits, because uh, Chris and I, I mean, we've, we've looked at 20 different swim run specific wetsuits between us. And, yes. you know, there's, we see the people that pretty much said, okay, here's our triathlon suit. Let's cut cut it above the knees and let's yeah. cut it above the elbows and put yeah. the zipper on the front and we'll sell it as a swim run suit. Yes. And quickly you'll find out if you're using one of those, it's not a great suit for swim run. Right. So I would love to hear kind of your, your, your approach for, for designing and, <clears throat> and your iterating on the, on the suit. Okay. So just a little background on that. So I was doing swim run back in the eighties with uh, my classmates in Sweden before swim run was a thing. Um, as you're aware, there's all these little islands up in the Swedish Skärgården. Oh, we're aware. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's some big, there's a big uh, lake areas with lots of little islands inside. Mm-hmm. And we used to do this thing where we would, um, it was really fun. It was a ca- like a capture the flag kind of game, but mm-hmm. we would swim between the islands and then run across the islands, but with BB guns and we literally be <laughs> trying to shoot our uh, opponent teams. Oh, it was goodness. absolutely Brilliant. It was so much fun. That's some, <laughs> that's some militant operation. That sounds pretty fun. <laughs> it was. And I used to do these sessions in Tahoe also where um, I put that. It's actually why I developed a quick John wetsuit. That um, So we have this little sleeveless shorty thing. Mm-hmm. And um, that was made for that exact kind of thing where you could just run. So I live, I live in something called the Tahoe Keys. And to get over to this beach where you can run all the way over and go through some other lakes... I have to cross a, a, a channel. Otherwise, exactly. I have to drive like 15 minutes around. And of course, yeah. nobody wants to do that. Yeah. So, so that's how I got going with all that stuff. 
So, but, so, so it sounds like you're really familiar. So, so you knew about, you knew that swim run existed at what point where you were like, you know what, why don't we go down this, this route and see if we can make a really great suit? Yes. So what happened there primarily was that, uh, a bunch of my buddies who are uh, elite swim run guys like, uh, Calvin, uh, Sarusky from Canada, mm-hmm. uh, is, um, I mean, he's like, he's what, eight times Xterra world champion and, uh, holds all kinds of records, but he's now uh, absolutely enamored with swim run, and he's been asking me if I want to join him for some some events. You should. And <laughs> I highly <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> We've been um, uh, discussing the suit because it wasn't that hard to make an entry level suit, but to make an elite version of this has been something that uh, has left a lot of discussion uh, with. Um, with the group that I, I work with on this. Mm-hmm. So ultimately you're trying to create a balance between flexibility and durability, buoyancy and heat retention, smooth skin versus neoprene jersey. And so what you ultimately come up against is speed versus durability. And from where I come from, it's about speed. You know, if you want to win, you got to be the fastest and every little bit counts. So for the suit, like I just want to speak to the elite suit because I've been sure. working on that lately. Totally. Sure. We, um, we've been trying different iterations of it because ultimately to have a fast swim, you need some buoyancy, but in swim run, you don't need a lot of buoyancy in your legs because you have your, your pull buoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you do want to have smooth skin on those legs because anyone who's ever, unless you can use a material that's more like a swim skin, because you don't want to have resistance when you're running, obviously. Right. And you don't want to have too much heat retention for your run because then you start slowing down. So you're considering all this. And ultimately, your run is usually what takes up a lot of time. But the swim can be exhausting. I mean, we can build a lot of, uh, we can build a lot of uh, endurance in running. But if you have cold, hard swims, and you can lose a lot of time there. So if you want to win, you have to have a, f- a fast suit. And regardless of having a, a vest over it and, and all the other things that slow you down, there's just ways where you can be as efficient as possible, as balanced in the water as possible. And as you start getting tired, you get your swim gets sloppy. There's just so much that goes on. So <clears throat> what we're trying to balance is we're trying to balance an ease of use. Um, so when you get out of the water, uh, how easy it is to handle your suit to create venting, open it up, and put it back on, of course, when you're about to run in the water again. Um, you want to have some durability around the armhole for running. Uh, we have this thing where we were trying for a very, very flexible, thin material uh, in the arms. And we would we get these shark, uh, we call them like little shark tears because mm-hmm. they just it just didn't work for running. So then we worked with a special silicone coating and that seems to have fixed that. So I think we have a handle on that piece. Um, the same thing went for, for the crotch, but there, I think because it's between your legs, you can get away with some of this uh, material that's very, very smooth, uh, but it's still a double jersey mat- uh, neoprene material. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and then you have to account for the pockets and for fuel and equipment and these things. Right. So we're we're working on a suit um i 
admittedly, I mean, this is not a secret, you know, we buy everybody's wetsuits. Sure. Um, and we Hopefully. look at everybody. Yeah, because everybody does, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, we have, we've had plenty of people knock our stuff off. We don't do that. But we do want to learn if there's something we missed or if there's a feature that somebody else is doing really well. And then we always look at how can we make it better yet? So we're, we're buying ARC, we're buying orcas, we're buying all these other suits and we're studying them, we're using them and we, we, we learn things. And um, it's fun. It is fun because you can kind of see the, the genesis of, of the design for those suits and compare it to what we're doing. So the suits we end up putting out, um, especially when it comes to elite, you know, we do believe that they will be the very best. Um, there's, it's a kind of pointless to me for, for us to put out a suit if we didn't think it'd be better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I can appreciate that. And so, that, uh, <laughs> your plans sound very enticing. I mean, you have yeah. my interest and I'll <laughs> with, speak for Chris. I think you have our interest <laughs> as the low tie boards. We're interested yeah. in what you're putting with, down. With the, with the, um, entry level we launched first. See, normally we would make, um, the elite first and then we would have like a watered down version that was more affordable. Um, this particular time we went the other way because uh, we had we had this concept already kind of flushed out. But when COVID hit, we got we had so many problems getting the, the very high end materials. Yeah, yeah. Even sampling made it was just I mean we we just paid two thousand dollars for a, a sample to be sent to us. That was just a FedEx fee. Wow. And um, and we're we're facing all kinds of shortages. The material, one of the raw materials that go into smooth skin has run out. And now um, factories are trying to cancel half our orders. Wow. And luckily, we're very connected with factories. So uh, we'll overcome most of that. But that's going to be a big, big issue uh, coming down the pipeline for 2022. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing it on your site now. There's a lot of suits that are sold out. Yeah. Just can't even get them in stock. Yeah, we we have some fulfillments that were they are delayed, but we will. But this what during COVID with all the pools closed, mm-hmm. sales have gone through the roof because people are swimming outside. Yeah, yeah we've. Uh, I mean, we've been talking to to people all last year, and that was kind of a, a common common thread that we were able to suss out of all this is that there was a real draw to, to back to back to nature, similar to the experience that you were saying when growing up in, in or when you were in Sweden and, and playing these, these sort of games across the islands is, yeah. is just being in, in nature more and experiencing kind of open water swimming or, or wild swimming, whatever the kind of term you want to use is, yes. is that really brought people back and helped them kind of be more centered and present in this extremely difficult, you know, 18 months that we just, uh, are currently still in, <laughs> but right, exactly. had experienced, but, um, agree. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, uh, one, one thing that, that we, that we were really impressed with, um, with, with kind of with the entry level suit is that it, it provides, you know, Chris and I, we, I guess we're the only ones talking about this on a regular basis. It seems like, uh, so we've kind of coined the, the take your triathlon suit, put the zipper on the front, cut the, cut, cut it above the knees. That's a, we're saying that's gen one, uh, swim run wetsuits. And then kind of this gen two, uh, what we've said is gen two is, is kind of the more, more arc focused about it's more focused on how can we make the run as free as possible. Um, and, uh, and 
I was I was pleasantly surprised upon opening the box to the entry level suit that it seems that you 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 didn't do the easy way out and it probably would have been much cheaper and a much easier process for you to just slap slap the zipper on the front and and cut it cut in a couple areas uh, but you're 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 uh, trickling down some some of the learnings from the elite level suits into these uh, entry level ones at a price point that people it's it's pretty affordable and you don't have to wait for a huge black friday sale to to get a suit around 200 bucks so uh i guess thanks <laughs> yeah you're welcome that no, wasn't a question so, i guess um, a long-winded statement i i grew up kind of not poor but my parents are extremely frugal so i have a sensitivity to um the cost of doing our sports and i mean i just think it shouldn't be you shouldn't have to be paying $800 for a wetsuit. Um, and um, so I've developed, if you look across our line, I mean, we, we have suits that are inclusive for everyone. Yeah. Uh, not everybody needs to have, you know, uh, 880% flex in their, in their arms. They're happy just to do, you know, three or four triathlons a year or whatever it is. They just want a decent suit. Mm-hmm. And so we make, we make suits for every price level, so to speak, but I only try and make high quality products. Sure. Uh, I well, you know, I mean, and on, I think on that token, Stefan, you also have, you know, a rental program, which I don't know a lot of triathlon, you know, a lot of wetsuit companies that have that where it's like, Hey, we understand this is expensive. You want to rent it for 30 or 60 days? Yeah. You know, we got you. So, so that's, that's really great. I think, um, you know, to piggyback on what Chipper was saying, I think, you know, when we're, when we're evaluating swim run suits, you know, for us, the big demarcation, as Chipper mentioned, is sort of Gen 1 and Gen 2, where Gen 2 is kind of like below the belly button. It's a different material. It makes it easier for run, thinner, making sure you have flexibility in the hips. And um, and like Chipper said, we were pleasantly surprised when we pulled it out. It was like, oh, this looks kind of like a Gen 1 style where it's, it's just neoprene. But, you know, when you inspect it closely, you see that the material is actually getting thinner as you get below the waist. And um, yeah, and in terms from a buoyancy perspective, having the neoprene on the on the on your quads makes sense now for the back you use the non-smooth neoprene now what was the what was the thinking there just to make it easier for running or um you know just you, you just didn't need to use the the smooth in that yeah it, w- it was mainly because people often sit down on the rocks before they enter the water you know when they mm. uh, put up their uh, or tie their shoes or, or um pull up their sleeves or what it is they and so if you have smooth skin there, you're just going to rip it apart. So right. that, that was durability, the yeah. That. And, and also that um, we're trying to think who, who is it who is interested in buying this type of suit? You know, are they gunning for the podium or are they more there for a good experience and they don't want to come back with a totally torn up wetsuit? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, you know, in, in, our, in my opinion, if I can speak for Chipper, I mean, this is definitely what I would say I mean, that should be the consideration for an entry-level suit. Like, you want it to be functional so people get hooked on the sport and then want to upgrade at some point as they get into it. But you also want it to last because what's the point of getting a suit if, you know, it's not going to have the durability? Single use or... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we I tested... Uh, I personally tested some of the, the other brand suits and, uh, <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine the kind of warranty cost that they're dealing with and... I, yeah, I, I, some of them I'm just like, I don't know that, that they can warranty everything um, because they'll just be so expensive. Yeah. I mean, they tore in the first use. 
Yeah, I, I mean, some, I, some... I've heard. I just heard across from a lot of other athletes who who had those same suits that um, that was a waste of a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, the, some some of the really high end ones are so delicate that um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. you definitely feel like you need to baby them and not training yeah. them. <laughs> you know, save them, save them for uh, for your a race or something. Yeah. Now, um, now, what's what's the timeline for for your advanced suit? Is there a timeline? So, are you still there, in the R and D phase? There it is. I think we um, we will have it ready by this late fall or like early early spring. Nice. We have a production I think set for the fall. Okay, great. Um, so what what we're doing with that particular one is that we we also make swim skins and we have a very very good swim skin material. So we're planning on using that around the legs because it doesn't it's basically a thin but very very fast material so it will be as fast as smooth skin yeah. and then mm-hmm. we'll have smooth skin uh, throughout the rest of the body for um and we are designing it more like our um our pro tri suit so that it's very easy to vent and open up it's very easy to handle and um we're just working on a couple of different iterations with the arm length to see if it should be like a three quarter arm length or just a, a short arm length. So you can just add your own sleeves. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own preference, but yeah. to me, there's just, I, I, if it was me and I'm racing for the podium, there's just some things that I would rather not be carrying around or dealing with. I want to be as nimble and fast as possible and as efficient. And, um, yeah, I mean that's that's just my philosophy when it comes to elite. Yeah, I'm trying to design something for the person who's going to win, and yeah. um, I'm trying to think that that it's going to be tight because uh, fitness, you know, for humans, we, we we tend to get very very close at the elite level. There's not that big a difference between the very very best, and then it comes down to little tiny um, strategy and equipment choices, and we want to be that choice for the person who's going to win. And, and I know the I thinking that goes behind it. I mean, it's, you know, you know how it is. We have, we're all before a race, we're trying to think, okay, I don't want this flap to be sticking out and catching water or air or whatever it is. And that's just how it's going to be when you're towing the line. You want everything just to be really tight and, and dialed uh, in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. And, um, you know, we, we've heard, we've heard the, from, from even the, the people racing the first, uh, uh to the, uh, where they're they're bringing out literally blow up mattresses and putting their teammates on that and swimming on on that too. That was the how much yeah. gear there like was for the first fins, fins and sure. on, swimming with your backpack on and a camelback yeah. and all this stuff. And then smash cut to uh, you know, and that's taking them twenty four plus hours to complete the the same Otala course. And then now we're having people uh, breaking nine hours and they are. In essentially, yeah, I mean, as little the, as the, possible, the, as minimal gear setup as you can possibly yes. get. Yes, but but with the best gear, right? I mean, you, yeah. you can see how how the genesis of that have been. Yeah. So we, I think, we're very well set up for swim run because we sell all the other products too that go into it. And uh, a funny little side comment is we're actually the, the world's largest hand paddle sales uh, company. Oh really? Yeah, we, we have hand uh, any more hand pedals than Speedo. Um, so, you know what? Wow, yeah, that's pretty funny, right? Yeah, in fact, one of our close friends she swears by them. 
Yeah, it's her go-to on yeah, the it's her go-to. gear on our gear show. She yeah. she swears by the the synergies. Yep. Yeah, ten colors, three sizes. You can't go wrong, and it's all yeah. silicone. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. That's awesome. That's really great. So, so, uh, Stefan, you know, we really appreciate you taking the time to be on with us and we, we, we can't let you go without, you know, just thanking you so much for sending us some suits to demo, sending the Swarmon Labs some suits to demo. And yeah, we just really appreciate, uh, you doing that and, and letting us test it because, you know, like we mentioned before we went on air, you know, our mission for the show is to kind of help grow the sport in the U S but also make it accessible and inclusive and diverse and, accessibility some of that usually comes down to price so you know really appreciate that that you're that you're thinking about the elite championship both both ends of the spectrum but you're also thinking about people coming into the sport and i think you know we just i think if i speak for chipper we want to commend you uh and thank you for 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 that well thank you guys thank you for the opportunity and thank you so much for being the this hub of community for the sport we're we're trying we're trying (laughs) trying. definitely trying appreciate it thank you for listening to the low tide boys a swim run podcast make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review on itunes if you're so inclined you can also sign up for a newsletter at lowtideboys.com that's boys with a z and check out our meme page at the low tide boys on instagram if you have any questions or suggestions for the show drop us an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run activities, hobbies, and other bullshit we do. (laughs) Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. And then a run. And then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim. And then run to the finish line and just keep going until you're done. Yes, or Until run to you cross or, the finish line. Or run to the car. Or run to your car. Somewhere. Just keep running. Peace. Peace.